Hi, hi, it's Panda. A quick note before we get into the episode. You stumbled upon one of our early episodes. We're so proud of them, but can understand that the quality isn't up to standards for most people. We hadn't really hit our stride yet, and we were still just getting to know one another. If you find us irritating or unlistenable, maybe start from one of our Dead House Gates episodes. We do get better, we learn to edit better, get better equipment, and just learn how to podcast better as we grow. We appreciate you taking the time to give us a listen. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to the Legendarium Green Team. I'm Befuddled Panda, and joining me today, we have Ashamon. Hello, everybody. And Kieran Fan. Hello. All right. So, guys, we're doing this. We're really doing it. We're going to start our journey through the Malazan. I think that's how you say it. Malazan Book of the Fallen together. So, Ashamon and Huron Fan, you have read the the series at least once. How many times have you read it? Just out of curiosity. Uh, one and a half for me. I, uh, <laughs> I lost steam <laughs> through my last reread because of uh, Dresden, I think. Um, mm. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to going through the entire thing again. Okay. And Kieran Fan? I'm looking at my Goodreads right now. At least three. At least three? Whoa. Yeah, and I've read the first two books in Japanese as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. He's like expert level. <laughs> I'm not though. Believe me. <laughs> I only read it that many times because I don't. I catch so little every time I do. Okay. Um, and I, Befuddle Panda, have read the series zero times. So I'm the newbie here. Today's episode is going to be me, the noob, asking you, the wise ones, questions about how a first-time reader should or could approach reading the series for the first time. Obviously, this episode is going to be spoiler-free, and if all goes well, we will have the first episode of us talking about Gardens of the Moon, which is the first book, uh, in January 2021. It will probably take multiple episodes to cover each book, but we'll tackle that when we get there. Also, a heads up to listeners, we will not be covering the why you should read the Malazan book, uh, books in this episode, at least not as much. There's a previously released episode, which is episode number two um, from the Green Team podcast that covers that topic. In that episode, Huron Fan, Ashamon, Kipton, Tormig, and XC Black Diamond cover why they like the series, address common criticisms of the books, and why you should still read it. Okay, before we get going with my questions, um, let's go over some of the background information about the author and what the premise of the series is, so the listeners who have not read or even heard about the series have some context. Um, and also for me, too, because I still don't quite know <laughs> what the series is about. Um, Ashamon, would you like to do the honors? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so first of all, it's a deeply complex series, so I can't get to it all in just a short blurb, but uh, we'll give it a go. Um, so it is a epic high fantasy series written by Steven Erickson. Uh, the Book of the Fallen is the main series written in the world Erickson and his friend and co-author Ian C. Esselmont created together in a series of collaborative role-playing games, uh, mainly Dungeons and & Dragons and GURPS. Uh, it is a series nearly unparalleled in ambition and scope, 
with a huge cast of characters spanning hundreds of thousands of years in a richly detailed and fully realized alternate world that stands shoulder to shoulder with the very best in the fantasy genre. Think places like Middle Earth. It's it's that good. Um, it consists of 10 books written from a multitude of perspectives in the third person, spanning several continents and covers the exploits of the Malazan, uh, sorry, Malazan Empire and its effect upon the world and the world's subsequent reaction to it. Along the way, key themes that are explored include, but are not limited to, uh, the power and necessity of compassion, the nature of power itself, cultural identity, tragedy, and the importance of humor in even the darkest times. Erickson himself has a background in archaeology and anthropology, and cut his teeth as an author writing short stories. His primary literary inspirations include Glenn Cook and Stephen R. Donaldson, both authors who have praised his work in subsequent years. Uh, Stephen Donaldson actually compared him to Fyodor Dostoevsky, which uh, oh, you've heard of him, yeah, that's big praise. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, that sounds very exciting, but uh, also, what am I getting myself into? Um, I'm very intimidated by the series, and part of it is the just the the common things that I've heard how people describe it. It's like dense. Um, a lot of people think it's kind of slow. The characters are like not the highlight of the series, things like that. So um, it, I am intimidated by the series, but I've also heard really good things. Um, like it's worth it. It's it's dense, but it's very rewarding and very rich and very intricately built. Um, so I'm glad that I am not going through this alone and I have you too to be my guides. So with that, um, let's get into the first question and actually let's kind of get this out of the way. So we've been having, you know, different kinds of pronunciation for the <laughs> series. And I the most common one I've heard is Malazan. But I've also watched an interview with the author where he pronounced it differently. Um, how do you guys pronounce it? Um, for the longest time, I pronounced it Malazan. But uh, I'm a bit of an Erickson junkie, and I watch almost everything he says and talks about. So I now pronounce it like he does. But I don't think it's important. Um, yeah, I did. I pronounced it Malazan for a while, and I'm currently trying to get out of the habit of doing that. I want to. I want to pronounce it Malazan from now on, just so uh, uh, when Erickson inevitably watches or listens to the podcast, he's not uh, looking down his nose and disgusted me. Oh my gosh, um, I would be very surprised if he ever finds this. <clears throat> I would. I would like um, to say that uh, on the subreddit, the Malazan subreddit. Uh, whenever there's an interview with Erickson, uh, most of the comments are about him pronouncing his own uh, creation wrong. So <laughs> I think most, most oh of the fans gosh. pronounce it Malazan. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I don't expect him to listen to this, but yeah, he does. He's pretty active in the social media. Uh, and okay. People who make stuff about his work. So you never know. Got it. Well, I will probably pronounce it left, right, center, all sorts of different ways uh, until I settle on one. So. Apologies in advance. Um, <clears throat> okay, my real first question. Before I even get started with Gardens of the Moon, are there any reading recommendations that a newbie should have under their belt before starting Malazan? So okay. there is books that would be helpful to read before this. Um, he drew a lot of inspiration from The Black Company. Uh, and Dune structurally, so those would those would be good. Um, I think the biggest thing is 
read at least one epic fantasy series before you do this. Uh, I don't <laughs> really care what it is, but you know, like ha have have an idea of the scope of the, the thing you're getting into. Um, okay, here multiple perspective. Well, my my recs were Black Company and Stephen Donaldson's uh, Thomas Covenant series, which uh, Ashima mentioned earlier. So I didn't care much for Stephen Donaldson's uh, Thomas Covenant. It was just a bit weird. Um, okay. I it's very adult, and I mean that in the mundane way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Black Company is very very structurally similar to uh, Malazan, and I I think it's a fantastic read anyway. It's not nearly as long. But it has the uh, mm, the characterization's a bit similar, I think. Okay. Uh, you're not really you're only given glimpses of people, and you have to figure out like their motivations yourself and put pieces together. And there's a there's a bit of distance between you and the character, and uh, a lot of it has to be you know you analyzing that. Okay. So the black company is what I'm saying. Okay. So I I was chuckling because to be honest, I can't actually say if I've act if I finished or read all of an epic fantasy series. <laughs> so really, what is my role in this? Like, why am I doing this? Am I even qualified? But you know what? We're going to go with it. Um, so I have read uh, the first book in The Passage by Justin Cronin, which when you talk about like epicness and scale and kind of like different perspectives and uh, distance from the characters, that to me describes uh, how the passage read to me, and I really did enjoy it. It it's, it was it was almost like you're reading a large scale film. Um, so maybe that is sufficient enough for me to get into this series. Maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but I did check uh, my library, and I may be able to get a copy of. Black Company and read at least the first book before I start Gardens of the Moon. So we shall see. I'm Love like it. a complete noob here. So um, I'd like to make a note. So uh, later you could ask us about other, you know, things that might help with the read. Yeah. There's a podcast called uh, 10 Very Bo Big Books. Have you heard of it? No. Uh, it started this year and they're on book five right now, I believe. But the podcast is started with three people. One who's read the series before, one who's never read the series before, and his friend who's really never read fantasy before. Oh gosh! And, well, she's hilarious because she hates she hates the books. <laughs> <laughs> and after each book, they come and do an interview with Erickson, and she just kind of talked to him like, "Yeah, man, this is just so." <laughs> so I mean, she she eventually, you know, I don't want to give spoilers, but yeah, she she starts to enjoy it. But I'm just saying, maybe you're not alone, and you're not as unqualified as you think. I mean, I, I've read fantasy, right? Like, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with the fantasy genre, but in terms of, like, epic fantasy, not as much. Like, things that are, you know, more than 500 pages and a series is more than, like, three books, not really my thing. All you really need is a can-do attitude. <laughs> I can have that. I, yeah, I sure can. Yeah, there you go. So, um, okay, so... Kind of in the same vein, though, like, how is Malazan different from other epic fantasy series? Like, how does it compare? Because, you know, we hear a lot about Lord of the Rings, and there's also all the Brandonson, Brandonson, Brandon Sanderson stuff, um, which, sorry, guys, I still haven't read any of that. I've only read The Hobbit by Tolkien. Um, how how does Malazan compare? Mm. 
Well, I think a lot of this series was uh, pitched to me like other epic fantasy on crack. Okay. And so, like, it takes, so let's say Lord of the Rings is at an epic level nine, Malazan turns it up to 11. It's got like undead armies, it's got world crashing fights. It has like gigantic swords and parallel dimensions and dinosaurs with swords for arms who are also like uh, incredibly technologically advanced. So okay, that might sound intimidating, but that's all there just for show, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's there for you to be like, man, that was amazing. That guy shot lasers out of his like mountain and then like the whole thing blew up. But behind all that, well, um, the story is primarily about themes. So it's. People always talk about whether something is plot-focused or character-focused. Mm-hmm. And I would always say that Melanzan is uh, ne- neither. It's theme-focused. Okay. It's not to say that the characters aren't great or that the uh, the plot isn't great. It's that those things serve the themes. And uh, without getting into too much uh, spoiler territory, because I, I do think saying some of the themes might be spoilery because it's kind of for you okay. to think about it afterwards. But uh, Erickson himself has been very open about the Book of the Falling being a uh, million-page essay on the importance of compassion. Okay. So I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, yeah. What was it that? does um, some. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I have a bit of input to provide here as well. Um, so other epic fantasy series, a lot of the a lot of them focus on great battles between good and evil characters, um, like Stormlight Archives. You. Like there, there is new nuance in the series, of course, but it is largely good guys versus bad guys. I wouldn't really refer to Malazan at Malazan like that. Um, it's one of the most nuanced series I've ever read, and it honestly, in a lot of ways, it reads more like history than uh, fantasy. Um, not in the boring way that there's a lot of dates and stuff like that, uh, but it's more. It's really a process to figure out what has gone on in the past, uh, legacies of people's decisions and, uh, you know, culture and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's very deeply rooted in the world that they built. Uh, and everything has been thought through very, very well by Steven Erickson and Ian C. Osmond. Uh, okay. It was a very collaborative process building the world. And you get definitely get to see that. And also, um, and just uh, just uh, something that I think makes it fun, the uh, the gaming systems that they use to initially create the story um, lead to unexpected twists and turns in the plot that you wouldn't expect normally from a book series because a lot of the things that happened hinged on the roll of a die. Okay. And, yeah. Nice. Uh, so major major events that happened or major characters that being set up sometimes go different ways than you would expect because they rolled a one on a d20 uh okay here in fan did you have something to add um i would say that uh what ashman said is correct uh and that the world is very well thought out and events that happened in the past have a lot of impact on the events in the present okay. but that isn't to say that there aren't inconsistencies oh i think uh eric Erickson really likes to revel in inconsistencies in uh, what characters say and what characters think, and especially uh, you know, stories of the past. So one, one character or one book might say that this this happened and, and this was the date, but another book might say something very different. Okay. And, yeah. 
it's a, I, it's, I think that's like realistic of, you know, our own history, right? Like exactly, some cultures yeah. will say the same event happened this way and then another will say it a different way. Yeah, and that was uh, surprising for me because I, I rare, rarely read that uh, <laughs> where it isn't spelled out for me. Like if you're re if I'm reading other epic fantasy and it's like, oh, well, this book says this. And so it must happen like that. And like maybe later they'll find another book that is the real account. But in Erickson's work, you really don't know what's real and what's not, if that makes sense. Okay. And you kind of have to make those decisions yourself. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, the, what you were what you were saying about uh, Ashaman, like them rolling a die and determining like <laughs> how a plot or a twist would go, that reminds me of Pierce Brown and how he determined one of the characters would die. He literally pulled the name out of a hat. It was like, well, it's time for somebody to die. Let's see who it is. And he was like, oh, but I had a whole backstory for this person. And like, they were going to get married and all that stuff. And it's just like, well, Why you know, that, that's how it goes. <laughs> you yeah. chose the rules and stick with them. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, okay. So my next question is, um, and you guys kind of touched on this a little bit already. Like, what should I pay attention to as I'm reading? like any particular themes to watch out for without spoiling as much as possible. And here in fan, you, you said compassion um, is one of them. Are there other things you can share with me that aren't spoilers? Um, moral, moral relativism, uh, the impact of colonialism. <clears throat> okay. Um, I don't know, Ashma, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I would agree with those. Also uh, in a very refreshing turn of events, um, they made their world a one without gender-based discrimination. Um, oh. So, yeah, you won't you won't find um, the classic sexism that is in a lot of fantasy. Uh, they basically don't care um, about your gender, and especially the Malazan Empire. Um, you'll find women at every level of the command structure. Um, even at the start of the series, um, the empress of the Malazan Empire... Uh, it is an empress um, and as well, like high ranking females at all, all points. Um, so they really do a good job exploring sexism that gets in the way all the time. Um, okay. Great fantasy these days. It, it seems to be the default state for a lot of, a lot of books, especially in uh, epic fantasy. Yeah. And in, in many ways, uh, Malazan, uh, Malazan, I'll, I'll say it differently this time, uh, is a mm, response to, fantasy in that it's kind of tearing apart their old tropes and tearing apart these old ideas and maybe flipping them so i would think about that as well it's so like uh, maybe the idea of ancient powers coming back or the uh, chosen one so they rarely kind of happen how you think they're going to happen and that's just purposefully um so yeah, nice i think i'm good I was gonna okay. say else, but i forgot <laughs> <laughs> it's okay maybe i'll come back to you um okay so Based on my understanding is like, you know, it is pretty historic, historical kind of text. It is pretty dense. And I mean, even with Huron fans saying like the same event could be accounted in different ways. Um, is there an area that would be particularly confusing for first time readers? And do you have any advice for how to get through that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, the most confusing part uh, at first, at least for me, was just trying to get my bearings in the world because he kind of just drops you in in Meteorez and 
he doesn't explain a lot of things very clearly um, in, in a way that we're used to from most fantasy series. Okay. So, for instance, in places like The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, you have uh, our everyman characters who have stuff explained to them by knowledgeable people about the world. That doesn't really happen here. It's more everyone has lived in this world and they know how it works and they don't spend the time explaining to it, you to it, um, it to you that most fantasy series do. My advice for this is just keep plowing through. Things will make sense. Um, ask for help understanding things when you need it. Uh, okay. But also just accept that you're not going to get everything at first and that's okay. It's, it's, it's a process building up your understanding of the world and the mm -hmm. people in it. Nice. Um, I concur. Um, I think a lot of my enjoyment came from piecing things together. That isn't okay. to say that I, di I didn't get help because I did a lot. <laughs> uh, my biggest problem, especially through gardens, because uh, I started gardens, uh, I think I read it first in 2017. And I read the first 100 pages and I'm like, I just don't understand this at all. So I restarted. Well, part of the problem was I was doing audiobook, which I do not recommend at all for this series. Um, and not on the first time. So I restarted and I started reading it for real. And uh, I think just pay attention to characters. Uh, you Use the uh, dramatis persona uh, liberally and don't be afraid to go back and uh, you know refresh your stuff on, refresh yourself on things that you don't understand. And finally, uh, talk to someone who's read it before, and if you have any questions, they can tell you what you maybe missed or what you should know based on where you are at the point. Because, I mean, that's part of why Ashman and I are here, right? Yes, you are my wise guides <laughs> as I go on this journey that I probably had no <laughs> no reason to sign up for, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad to have you with us. Thank can you. Can I ask you, uh, why, why did you decide to do it now? And what the, Yeah, what that, that so is a good question. Um, why did I decide to do this? So I, I've been wanting to get more into, um, adult epic high fantasy. Um, and like, you know, I could go back and read like things that are very, very classic, like Lord of the Rings, that kind of stuff. And I have tried to read Lord of the Rings, but I think at the time, like it was in high school, I just did not have the patience for it. I got to like chapter three where he was describing all the trees and I was just like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> um, but after having like gone through college, having read a lot of very dry text, but also having developed more appreciation for like politics, world events, um, how history impacts our current world and cultures. Um, I thought that Malazan seemed like a nice challenge that was going to give me more substance than just entertainment. It seemed like it was something that just had a bit more, I guess, kind of what Huron fan was saying, like if Lord of the Rings is a 10, Malazan is an 11. Um, it just had something more intriguing to me. And it's also like the main series is completed which is great, <laughs> you know, don't have to wait forever. And then, you know, reread like the first however many books until the next one. Um, and also, to be honest, like the episode that you guys recorded before about why you love it, that really sold me. And just like the intricacy 
and the piecing together the puzzle pieces because I love puzzles. Jigsaw, crossword, like numbers, I love puzzles. And so this seemed like it felt it felt like it would fit with what I would enjoy. So yeah. Those are uh, good reasons. I'll say I, I I know this to be true for Ashman too, but uh Malazan has changed my life for the better, and I am a better person because I've read it. That see, that's powerful. Um, and I, I'm curious. I, I want to see why. Like, what is it about this? And also, the series has gotten quite a bit more attention, like in the more recent times. Um, and yeah, it really piqued my interest. Cool. All right. Next question I have is. Um, Okay, so referencing the previous episode you guys recorded, um, I've heard you guys describe this as like a really depressing series, but there is hope in it. So my question here is, is it going to be like multiple depressing books and then there'll be like hope in a book that's way down (laughs) the line in the series? Or is it like there's hope just like throughout each book as you go? I will say um, the latter. Okay. So anything that anything that bad happens to any of the characters in the story, it's never met with a sort of nihilistic, oh, well, what can we do? It's always met with uh, indignation and, un- and uh, hmm, a, a want to improve the situation, if that makes sense. Okay. So I think a lot of, a lot of, modern grim dark novels it's kind of like well this is what we have this is what we can do and because the world sucks you can't do anything about it and that's part of why i don't not a big fan of grim dark okay um so like bad things will happen and characters you love will die and and yeah i, I haven't been <laughs> i uh malazan's made me cry more than any other series and it usually at least once or twice a book and not not always bad crying or sad crying a lot of it's okay good. uh so there's good and bad, and I think it's pretty evenly balanced. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And for every moment of heartbreaking despair that's in the series, and it does have its fair share, there are moments of extreme heroism, and it's humanity, as Hiran Fan likes to say, it's humanity at its best and its worst. And it's not going to be a relentless slog of depression through the books. Um, I, I think in every book there is both hope and despair and a lot of resolution that happens in every book as well. Um, So it's not going to be just, you're going to be miserable the entire time when you're reading it. And then maybe in book eight, you'll have one moment of happiness and then back to, (laughs) back to despair. Um, It'll be, it'll be a lot of all of the emotions I would say. Okay. So I should have a box of tissues on hand just in case. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially starting with the second book, that one hits you or hit me hard. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, gardens is kind of a gardens is never, has never moved me like that. And I love it. I think it's great, but, uh, I think really the other books is where it hits its stride. Gardens is kind of like, I don't know, a punch in the face that like, Hey, this is Malazan. And then once you, once you get past that, (laughs) I think it's kind of easy, easy you in a little bit. (laughs) Got it. Is it kind of like, you know, when you're first jumping into a pool or a lake, that shock of like freezing cold water, and then you just get used to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we kind of mentioned this, 
but getting into it, like what tools should I or could I leverage to help enhance the reading experience, make it more enjoyable? You want to go first, uh, Ash? Yeah, absolutely, sure. Um, I think I, I think this is a series that is best enjoyed with other people. So use the communities that have formed up around the series that love the series so much. Um, talk with people about what's what's what you're loving about the series, what you're hating about the series, what you're confused about, what you you know what you found funny, um, and like beware. Okay, beware of the wiki uh, because that has the possibility of spoiling things very easily for you. Um, okay. As with a lot of fantasy wikis online. Um, I would say having a passion for history and uh, a knowledge of how history works would be helpful. Um, so if I'm not sure how that directly translates to having a tool, but you know, mm-hmm. use, use other people, basically. Use them shamelessly and use them well. AKA me and Ash. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or the or the rest of the friendly folks at uh, uh on Ericsson or the subreddit if you wish. Um because we're always happy to talk about Malazan uh, Malazan. Um yeah, the subreddit's really helpful and they do yeah. okay. spoilers. People are I... it's a very very nice community full of very helpful people. I haven't had a bad experience interacting with an Ericsson fan ever. It, like they can be a bit obnoxious <laughs> uh, proselytizing the series, but that's just because they love it so much. So that's that's really what I found is like having encountered some fans, like they really, really love it, and that's what makes it so intriguing for me. Is like, okay, if so many of these people really, really love it, and it's not something that's just like a flash in the pan. It's not like the kind of love for like Twilight or you know that kind of stuff. It's like there's like some I'm not also I'm not dissing Twilight fans. I'm sorry. Maybe I should you should cut this here in fan. But anyway, like you guys are very, very nice and open and you know, very willing to accept more people into the the community. So that's that's part of why like I'm just like I wanna see what it's all about. Yeah, I think I the readers say. are actually really good at taking the uh, theme of the series to heart. <laughs> um, they're, yeah, they're a compassionate bunch, I think. Yeah. I, I've seen it a few times, especially on Reddit, uh, where there's this idea that if you don't like Malazan, you are just stupid and you don't get it. And I don't think that's the majority, but I have run into some of those fans, and mm-hmm. honestly, they kind of piss me off. But I will say that not everything is positive, but most of us are, are pretty pretty good. Nice. Um, so I have two specific YouTube videos that I'll put into the, the links of this episode when we release it. Okay. But uh, uh, Panda, you said you, you watched an interview with Erickson? Yeah, I started watching an uh, I don't remember which one it was, um, but there was like an interview a, a while ago um, with him. Um, so I recommend his newest interview with uh, Daniel Green. Okay. So. Uh, a bit of context, uh, a couple months ago, Erickson got really, I guess he read one too many comic comments on Reddit about uh, his, quote, poor characterization, and that just uh, made him angry. So he did a Facebook rant talking about, it's actually a really good uh, essay. I think people who are writing would get a lot from it. In fact, er- Erickson writes a lot of essays that are about writing and about structure and about how to do certain things. And he did a uh, pretty interesting essay on. Uh, Facebook uh, addressing his critics, and it, it, I think he made his point very clear. 
so Daniel Green came uh, came and had him on, and they talked about that, and they talked about just a lot of other things in the series, which I think it's the best interview that uh, he's ever done, and it's just you get a, okay. uh, you get a glimpse into how he thinks and how he writes and uh, what he wants, and also just how nice of a guy he is because literally anyone who's ever spoken to him said he's like incredibly empathetic. <laughs> he's Canadian, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good another video is um, <laughs> uh, there's a new YouTuber uh, called Andy Smith, and he did a video about postmodernism and Malazan. Mm, okay. And it's a it's a philosophical an- anal- analysis of the series with no spoilers. And Erickson himself came on and uh, commented on the video, which he's been doing a lot lately, and saying, uh, "Thank you for this. I've been waiting 15 years for someone to do this kind of analysis, and you are spot on." <laughs> so I recommend watching those. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I I know what uh, Facebook post you're talking about because I think I think it was maybe on the Legendarium podcast they had talked about it um, several episodes ago. I could be remembering incorrectly, but again, like you did say, like he does write a lot <laughs> of commentary, so it could just be one of those. But yeah, um, okay. So my last question here is. Um, you know, the, the series is 10 books long, and I admit, I just am not very good at reading books from the same series, like, back to back to back. And given how, like, dense um, this series is, I'm, I'm going to need to read things in between. So do you have any suggestions for what would be good things to read in between that are not too taxing? go first, Ash. I would recommend Discworld. Uh, it's, yeah, Terry Pratchett has written an excellent series that is full of short books that can be enjoyed on their own um, mm-hmm. with biting humor and just, they're, they're, they're excellent books. Uh, I need to read more of them. Um, so that that would be an excellent place to start because, um, yeah, they're just, they're, they're mostly self-contained stories and you can, get through them pretty quickly it'd be a nice palate cleanser mm-hmm. karen fan were you gonna say the same i was gonna say Discworld. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe yeah, Discworld maybe that's where i got my idea from yeah <laughs> Discworld was short and uh it itself is also kind of a uh a response to fa- fantasy and its tropes and it turns them on their head and at the same time uh parroting real life much like melazen does and so it takes these uh important themes puts on a a humorous, you know, hat. And I think in that way, it's very similar, actually. Okay. Um, have you ever read Discworld? So I read um, The Color of Magic, which I have been told now multiple times, not the greatest place to start. Um, and yeah, it was not great for me. I, I found it kind of bland. Um, and, but uh, you guys have recommended Small Gods as a pretty good place to start. I think it was Huron Fan who recommended it to me. Um, so I have that one on hand um, that I can read. Mort is great, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've also heard great things about Mort. Follow Death, who is, like, the best character. He's a really nice, nice. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also thinking I'll probably sprinkle some either, like, sci-fi or just not, like, speculative fiction in there. Because um, I, I, my reading taste tends to be more eclectic. I read pretty broadly. Um, it's it's the depth 
and that's why I haven't read as much like epic high fantasy. I've read bits and pieces here and there, but not anything you know so deep. Just like finishing a whole series. So um, maybe have you read the books of Babel? Is that one starts with Sunlin ascends? Yes. Yeah. Not yet, but I also um, have the first book. It's it's not dark. I'll say that, and it's not not depressing, but it's deep. And it's quite good if you're looking for something that's... I, I wouldn't call it lighter. The Goblin Emperor is really good, too, at that. Yeah, I, I probably will read something that's really fluffy in between, to be honest. <laughs> maybe yeah, we'll a be... Chuck Tingle novel. Just kidding. But maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you also Ken can't Hall. go wrong reading like stuff like Ursula K. Le Guin. She has a lot of really good standalones. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we yeah. talked about this a little bit, but after a book, uh, we would kind of do maybe a rotating book club in between Malazan books, assuming that we, you know, continue. Mm-hmm. Should we start with, I don't know, we could, you know, hash out the details later, but yeah, that's our plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be nice. Um, so, okay. Any any last thoughts before we close out? Anything you want to say to all the newbies out there, like me? Um, yeah, welcome to the series. I hope you enjoy your time with it. Uh, if you don't, then you know what? That's okay. Uh, you just you're allowed to be incorrect about it. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, um, it's not it's not a series for everybody. Um, so if you do read the first book or two and find you just hate it, then you know what? It's okay. It's not for you. Read something you like. <laughs> yeah. Don't force yourself to read something you're not going to enjoy. Um, I would say I think the difficultness of the series is both. Uh, overstated and understated. So okay. a, a lot of people, they go in there and they have no problems with Garden of the Moon. They, they do much better than I did. <laughs> and it was like, well, what's the big deal? This is this is kind of simple. And while I was not one of those, um, you know, just keep that in mind. Uh, some people find it in, immensely difficult. And I mean, that's fine. And if you do, just, you know, like, like Ashman said, uh, I think you can get something out of it. And anybody who reads something and tries to can get something out of it. I mean, yeah, just read something that you enjoy. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. If you want to read along with us, we will be reading the first book, Gardens of the Moon, in January 2021. Um, to be honest, I may get a little head start in December. <laughs> just, you know, I'm a little intimidated, so I'm just going to get a little head start. Um, but we will be recording the episodes for Gardens of the Moon in January-ish, just kind of depending on when uh, we all finish. And um, if you have already read the series and want to engage in discussions uh, with all the spoilers, come join the conversation on the Legendarium's Discord server. You can find the link on Reddit at r slash the Legendarium. We also have a Twitter um, at Green Team Pod. Hit us up there if uh, Twitter is your thing. And if you would like to join us in these podcasts, then become a patron of the Legendarium podcast. You can become a patron for as little as $1 a month. And I want to say thank you very much to our panelists, Huron Fan and Ashamon. I'm very excited. I'm really glad I have you two to be my guides. And I'm Befuddled Panda. Until next time, goodbye.
Music is Galactic Damages by Jingle Punks.